Be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Some good words to live by. However, this advice is all about market timing. And to me, market timing is in theory, yes, you should save your money when, you know, the market's going up and up and up and not throw all your money in there so that when the market goes down, you buy at the bottom. However, it's really hard to know when you're actually in a recession and when you're actually climbing up out of it right if in 2008 everyone really knew they were in a recession right and knew that the market was gonna bottom out somewhere then i'm sure all investors would just buy at the bottom and when stock prices were halved and then you know ride us to the top however i don't think actually knowing um when the bottom of recession is a really easy thing why do i think that Hi, this is Fly Stewie. We're listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast, and this is the podcast where we connect business to pop culture. And today we're talking about the recession and market timing, right? So you've probably heard if you've ever had a finance class or maybe watched a finance video that, you know, it's best to buy stocks when they're cheap, you know? You buy low, sell high, the famous finance words that everyone's always heard. However, when you're building up all this cash, you know, waiting for the market to go down so you can buy at the bottom when the market's cheaper, you're missing out on that um, investing compounding interest that you would get by investing in stocks, you know, the famous opportunity cost, right? You know, you're actually paying away money by not taking advantage of an opportunity. So the market from the history of the market to now has gone up by an average of 7% every year. You know, the returns are pretty sporadic, 20% one year, 5% one year, 20% one year, 0% the next, but on average, it's around 7% per year. And that's including the Great Depression, the Great Recession that we had, and the tech boom, the tech bust, right? All of these things, the markets are still around 7% uh, per year. And the way the market works is every around every seven to nine or seven to 10 years, we have a recession, right? Uh, you know, recession, the market goes down by like 30% in one year, or 30% over three years, or it's usually around 30, 40, 50% sometimes. And the market just has this big, you know, chunk of the market is ripped out, but then it starts just pumping back up over and over again, right? So if you're someone who was able to time the market, um, you know, get in at the bottom, then you could just make massive growth. For example, right after the tech bust, if you were to invest in Amazon in 2002, you would be the richest man in history, right? Because that money, that company has like doubled and quintupled since then, right? You could get your whole net worth back up, right? So my question is, right, if 2008 was the last real recession, we got it out of 2009, and if we have a recession every seven to 10 years, then that means that we're pretty due for a recession right now. You know, it is the year, oh, let me just turn that down. It is the year, um, what is it? 2019 right now so where's the recession right where is the recession going to be when um can we as a society um you know get ready to have our economic production just halved right i'm here to tell you guys we're already in a recession if you're waiting for the market to go down and get propped down um I don't really think that's going to happen. I think we're already in a recession and we're already experiencing symptoms of, you know, economic growth being just 
destroyed, right? Essentially what I feel is, and this is all opinion, by the way, this is just my uneducated investor opinion. You know, what do I really know? I'm just basically throwing stuff out. But my opinion here is that the market, um, you know, the market no longer reflects what's happening in the actual economy, economy, right? Normally the market, you know, all the top businesses, when they're doing good, you know, the market's healthy, everyone's doing great and the middle class is thriving. But however, that's just not the case. And by the market and the, you know, the economy, I'm really referring to the US economy, right? Right now, like the United States of America. Um, what's happening with the US is the wealth inequality is at such a sporadic, um, yo, thank you for the follow, Eric. It's at such a sporadic um, difference, right? Between the top earners, the one to 10% and the bottom like 50 to 70% of people, there's such a big difference there and a gap there that the middle class is really falling out. And in my opinion, honestly, if you're, if the top 10% uh, are so rich that as long as they're doing well, the whole economy market is just doing well, you know? One of the big things that you'll see in a lot of uh, other nations, especially a lot of dictatorships, is that uh, because there is a really, really valuable resource like oil or something like that, right? A few people really start getting rich. Uh, there's massive wealth inequality and the whole market doesn't really depend on a middle class, right? It just depends on, you know, your oligarchs, you know, your people who own these, you know, the own the infrastructures and own the businesses around this these massive resources such as oil like think about the saudi princes it doesn't matter what anyone else does in the country as long as you know the main people there are doing well and that's what's happening in the states right now in america right jeff bezos is making 150 billion dollars and he's barely employing anybody it's like a bunch of robots like when these car companies, these manufacturing jobs actually were pumping out cars back in what it was like the 70s, 60s back then, massive unemployment. You're talking about whole towns like Detroit was built on these manufacturing companies. They employed everybody, right? However, these tech companies, Facebook, Google, um, you know, Amazon, they don't need to employ anybody. And because of that, that means that that wealth that Amazon would be paying to its workers is really just going to you know, the few people who work there and mainly the people who have the majority shares, such as Jeff Bezos, right? So you're seeing in this economy that like, okay, yeah, the top 10% are doing good in the economy, but if that money doesn't trickle down, is the economy do really doing well? Well, you're seeing in the economy, like 30% of, you know, retail jobs are closing in the next four years. It's actually expected that, um, shout outs to my dude Topsy for following uh, the flight crew, thank you. It's actually expected that um, the trucking industry, all this transportation industry, so think about trucks, Uber, all of those, man, and trucking is such a massive thing. Right now, they're actually basically in the final stages of you know getting the technology for self-driving cars, right? So cars already drive themselves, but they need to pass all of those you know safety um, hazards, right? They're getting in the final stages of this, right? Getting all of those things right. And when that happens, there's gonna be massive employment. I heard like over 20% of the US economy is literally employed to one of these transportation jobs. A lot of minimum wage jobs are retail jobs. So a lot of the lower entry level work is basically getting eliminated out the economy, right? 
You top on pile of that of what's happening with the student debt crisis, it's literally $1.5 trillion. Like, isn't the federal budget that Trump's going over $4 trillion? Isn't the GDP of America $20 trillion? So like with this happening, like the, the debt is just so ridiculous. Like I, I think when you say $1.5 trillion doesn't really put it in perspective, essentially people are going to university, right? They're getting these loans that they can't afford to pay back, right? Uh, these loans are basically getting collateralized, um, you know, packaged into with other debt such as auto loans and credit card debt, right? And basically securitized and then someone's buying that most likely, I don't even know if this is just me guessing, but most likely it's the pension funds that middle America is investing into are buying these collateralized debt obligations, right? Uh, putting it as part of their debt. So middle America's invested in these debt products that they don't even know about. And the truth of the matter is like half of these student debt things aren't necessarily getting paid back. You go to a school that's paying, that costs 20 grand a year. <laughs> 20 grand a year to go, right? You go there, you don't pass. You're not getting a job that's really gonna pay 20 grand off on top of what you're going to. Imagine you go get a four-year degree, you have 80 grand of debt after. That 80 grand is then, you know, has an interest rate of five to 6%, 5% of 80 grand um, head math. I, I, I really can't do that in my head. Uh, 8,000, I don't know, maybe 80 grand is like 4,000 a year. So you got 4,000 a year of just pure interest to pay. And it's like, these jobs, unless you're getting a real good job, a lot of people are getting underemployed after, you know, student, um, after they get their degree, underemployed or unemployed, like they, they can't afford these things. So now these people have these assets that aren't gonna get paid. And now, and now essentially these assets might even just go to zero because they're not gonna get paid, like these students can't pay it. So this, the, the States is in this situation where everyone's getting hit by these economic recession type of things, right? Think about it, if you're in a real prosperous um, economy, your middle class is prosperous. You know, the mental wealth and being of your citizens are prosperous. You know, one paycheck could probably pay for a lot of things. Right now, there's, it was just put out in a study that there's literally having a minimum wage job in the States, there's not one two bed bedroom place that you can rent that a one minimum wage paycheck can actually afford. Now you're saying to yourself, okay, um, you're, you're not supposed to stay on minimum wage. Uh, you can't really do it. However, for some people, this is the reality they're living in. Like they're on minimum wage because they're just trying to get ends to meet and while you're on your minimum wage job you can't it's hard for you to get find extra time right because they're probably working two minimum wage jobs extra time to really try to find a job or do education or pay for your own education because they're still trying to you know pay off the bills that you have already right it's it's all these things that the middle class is facing at the same time pack on healthcare with that stuff and to me I'm just looking at all this. I'm looking at all these jobs being lost and replaced with contract work that a lot of them, the middle class can't get. And to me, it just screams recession already. I don't know how the market's gonna go in the future. I don't know if these companies are ever gonna go to zero. In my estimates, Amazon and Facebook, all these big companies, like, like what's to really stop and wipe out their majority of their wealth? Of course, if the market goes down, but if you're the bank in the, in the states that own over 50% of, you know, 
like the wealth in all of the states you always have access to this wealth like what what's really gonna make you not able to you know keep investing obviously you know these assets when these assets these debt obligations go to zero um you know the market would hit a recession however the government has shown that they can just print money forever like like for me of course you can say that inflation is one of the big things that could happen but for for me personally the government could really print money forever so when this recession recession happens um when this actual market recession happens um of course you can try to buy you know low and sell high but in my opinion the market's literally in a recession right now like there is their middle class is up and just disappeared um you know jobs are leaving here and there uh there's more debt than there's ever been this is this is not the science of a prosperous community and my thing if the market's thriving in these conditions then it's like to me you're the the timing of the market you'll, you're honestly never going to be able to time the market in my opinion right it's better to just find the stocks that you think are good find the etfs that you can just hold on those index funds that you can hold on invest in invest in those sit in those and just when the market crashes accept it get your cash and buy you know low but at this time you're to me personally you're just not going to be able to time the market why because the market's actually in a recession right now and it's just being propped up by government forces such as the government printing money and these banks literally sitting in boardrooms and saying uh you know what let's just stay invested in these things because we don't want the market to crash like the market's so man-made right now that it to me it just seems that you just don't time it we're already in a recession anyways let me know what you think guys do you think i'm right do you think the market's in a recession or do you think this is the most prosperous time i mean we are at record highs of the s p or whatever and the nasdaq and all that stuff do you think that this is the most prosperous time market wise let me know in the comments below and of course if you listen to this on the audio only version podcast give me a five star review baby because that is how we grow flight crew anyways i love your faces man i will see you next time oh yeah i forgot the catchphrase man you almost made me forget the catchphrase as always the best most brightest investors are the uneducated ones that's because the uneducated investors they never stop learning the uneducated investor podcast i love you guys peace